passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello and welcome to the first episode of what do we even call this, Tara? I was going to ask you, what is the name? It doesn't have a name yet, I don't think. I I believe there were some suggestions oh, like sure TNA. Mm. I think it was like jugs and fried eggs was mm. thrown out there. Shocking. Yeah. So... I can't believe they would suggest anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> right? That, that doesn't sound... Uh... A Bubba Army-esque at all. Right. But it is so refreshing to talk to a female... There's no estrogen in, in this building at all. And I think you were saying the same thing at your, at your work, your yes. place of work. Yes. Uh, but I mean, as you know, because you worked here and you're also related to Bubba the Love Sponge. This is a this is a fucking frat house circus. You are a special breed Thank to you. be able to walk into this situation. Yeah. Understand all of, you know, Bubba has his own language. Right. And the Bubba Army, they have their own language. They sure do. I mean, they're amazing. I, I love the Bubba Army. Sure, but they, they can be they can be rough on they you as well rough. when they they're not happy about things. Very rough. And that learning curve is is normally takes a lot longer for somebody. Mm-hmm. You were able to hit the well, I mean, you had radio <laughs> chops. So, you know, you th- that definitely played in your favor. But regardless, being able to understand the humor and I didn't have chat was when I was on the air, but okay. So so that's right. You know when Twitter, you've heard about Bubba's Twitter um, wars and yes. how he like he's basically banned had from Twitter a, forever, as, which yes. is great because I keep getting in trouble via Twitter. So it's nice. You that know my that's boss why I hate social media now because of probably because of this show. To be honest with you, like social media for me was great initially because I was able to reconnect with like. Exactly what high school, right? Right, right. College, high school, and now these people are a big part of my life, so I'm grateful. But then it just became, to me, it's not used for the right purpose anymore. Like those days are over. It's all a contest on who has a bigger, better life. It's all fake. But for me, it was the criticism of being on the air and being Bubba's sister. You know, that in and of itself has its own. That's a loaded relationship, too. I can't win. The assumptions they must have on you you being related to Bubba. uh, Right. And and I'm truly, we are polar opposite in most ways. I'm learning that. And I don't know you very well, so I feel like this is going to be a really good session. Yeah. And... Uh, this episode, I really want to give the people what they want because they. I feel like on the show, you know, Bubba and everybody tries to pull out of me the the, the sexual, the they do, uh, they push the it kinky too much. and stuff like that. And I'm I'm that, you know I'm not I'm not Janessa. I'm, I'm not. Ki- I'm considered. Van- I guess Tarek and I found out we're considered vanilla mm-hmm. because we're married and we're actually into being married and we're monogamous and we actually really like each other so okay. we're called vanilla right so i take that as a compliment yeah. but i understand why why would you want to open up 
when all they talk about is, you know, I, I mean, just the Brent Hatley, which I love Brent. First mm-hmm. of all, Brent is like a brother to me. That guy right. has had my back. We've been through so much. And no judgment at all sure. with what he and his wife are doing. But, I mean, it would be hard to have that and then right. have Bubba's, Bubba's tales and then just have, you know, the, the rhetoric of the show and then be able to be like, well, I want, you know, a guy that I can just hang out with. They're all going to take a crap on it. Sure. And they're all going to be like, whatever. They because want that's you not to get... good for radio content. Right. Is like, I'm that's happy not... with one person. There's nothing. And we only fuck each other. It's like, Lame. there's nothing titillating about yeah. monogamy. <laughs> right. According to, you know, most the Bubba Army or according to what people want to hear. So right. I get why you're a little guarded. Oh, a lot I mean, guarded. I mean, I feel like I'm a lot more open now than I used to be just because, like you said, I've been on the radio for, you know, a few years now. So I'm kind of used to putting my public life out there right. a little bit more than usual but still like the sexual thing is really not well, plus, my thing like i i would w- much rather talk about jfk's assassination right right, right. and 911 being an inside job like that's really that's where i feel to, comfortable and that's why you need to find a guy mm-hmm. who is wired like that right. too but i also understand why you don't want to open up because they're probably all like brothers to you like when i was on the air very i i was in sort of a similar position in that everyone wanted to talk everyone wanted to talk about my sex life and i had just gotten married and you know are you i've been with some people that you know my brother talked about on the air and that worked for him at yeah. one point we'll go there in a minute okay. so everyone <laughs> wants to talk about yeah. the dirt right yeah. everyone wants to and i'm thinking okay I'm Bubba's sister. I don't want to talk about my sex life in front of my brother. I don't want my brother to know what my grooming habits are or aren't. And even now, it's weird. Like, for as a female, I don't want to open up in front of my brother. Right. So imagine being on the air with your brother. I know you don't have one. Uh-huh. And, and then people asking you all about your sex life. Right. Oh, so yeah. So I get what you're saying on not opening up. Yeah. And, you know, I try to, like, grab ass and play along and, and of course yuck it it's gotta up, be a good sport then, and can't be just like a total locked box but you know sometimes i am reticent and do i give a little too much right. also i'm very aware that my father is listening as well and he listens same on a daily year. basis same so. year and it exactly and it was my husband yeah and my in-laws sure who i just had been married two years maybe a year and a half and here my in-laws are hearing about the terror twist and yeah you, know, you did this and you banged right. this I, guy i, I want to like, dive into that so badly with like, your relationship cool. with your husband so you've been you're there's a 16 year age difference right there is there is uh, there can, is can we talk about that origin yeah. story how long have you been together Absolutely. with Tarek? we have been so in two weeks it will be our 10-year wedding anniversary oh, wow. okay so it's been a minute so we've been together uh, about 12 years okay um, he was just out of high school. I'm joking. <laughs> he was uh, like 22. Okay. And I had absolutely zero interest. And the story goes, ta- according to Tarek, he always says when people ask how we met, he said it's when stalking went right because he was very persistent. You met him at work? No, I oh. met him. This is going to sound so cheesy. First of all, I've never done the online thing. I never did. And I'm, and that was, I mean, think about it. I was single like 13 14 years ago okay so match was just i mean it was certainly well on its way yeah and people were gravitating towards it but not as common now it's the new norm Mm -hmm. at that point it was probably about 50 50 and you know who the hell goes to clubs anymore that's so trash right especially especially now in covid COVID, right? right so you have extra challenges but 
at that point, um, I was I was just sort of out of a bad relationship with a pretty boy. He was my trainer. Okay. And he was a physical specimen. Right. I mean, everything you want, everything you want, everything I thought. Well, I, I, I think people are are conf- are mis misled in terms of what I want. People yeah, because I'm told I want, you want a six pack millionaire. No, I, I I try to correct every day. I'm like, that is not what I want. I don't want a bodybuilder. I don't want people who are taking anabolic steroids and juicing. That's not my deal at all. I always say just recreationally fit. That's right, it. Right, right. I prefer not a six pack actually because right. I think that, that would make very, me more insecure about myself. It will. Yes. It so will drive I'm, you I'm crazy. About, you know, I don't. I don't want anyone that's like you know crazy overweight. I don't like skinny guys at right, all. I'd rather right. date a guy that was actually right. a little fluffier, right. than too right. skinny for me. Apps. Well, that's so, ref- see. Recreationally, people are fit. learning. I hope people are yes, listening. I'm and trying taking to. Notes. I may have said one time, I'm like, oh, that guy's hot, and he had a good body, and, and then all like, of a sudden, oh, she looks like I was ripped six pack and like yeah, four percent body fat. It's like, uh, no, that's yep. not what I said. That's what I was told. Okay, that's what yeah, I was well, told you were looking for. No, that's not what I'm looking for. So clearly, they're great listeners. Yes, is what you're right. telling me. Yeah. They're really absorbing. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're really listening to you, boo. Yeah. Um. So back to Tarek. Oh yeah. So back to Tarek. So I was not into the online thing. I'd just gotten out of a seven-year relationship with the Johnny boy. Fitness. Okay. Who, seven years. Was he, was he, I feel like I he's a just, player if you're, the no, way you're describing him. N- not at all. Okay. I mean, physically, he looks like he should be, but he was a hot mess. Okay. Um, Emotionally disturbed. Yeah, and just okay. not ready, you know, was the guy who was going to be a millionaire through multi-level marketing. Okay. <laughs> Pyramid scheme stuff? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm kind of into, like, getting your degree and really just finding your way and, and being the best in whatever area it is you're interested in. Right. Not in chasing the shiny object. Sure. So he had, like, shiny object. It was really emotionally. Was he younger than you, too? Uh, yes, four years. Do you think that you have like a thing where you because totally and I if I, if I don't mind it. asking like how old are you again? You don't want to say. I mean, I can't. A lot younger right, than I think right, you actually right. are. So you have like you have a youthful energy to you. Right. So you're probably attracted to people that have a younger. And what's vibe. crazy is I think it stems from Janie Cakes. It's okay. her fault. So she, my mom, mom. Okay, right. Go ahead. She not. I mean, think about think about her, and back in nineteen. 80 or 1981 so my parents got divorced best thing ever when you were like a kid like a baby yeah i think i was no i was like 10 9 or 10 okay and it was a great thing sure just he wasn't doug clem i have no animosity i don't have daddy issues i have no animosity towards him he just i don't think fatherhood was his thing okay he just kind of wanted to we we bogged him down he has a lot of bitterness that you know, my he got my mom pregnant, and he could have been in the NFL, and it's it's really actually sad because he's he took it out on Bubba a lot more than me. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, I I have respect for him. He gave me life. He has a phenomenal work ethic. So, but he just never wanted. He cheated on my mom constantly, mm-hmm. and it was very well known. We were in a small town, so everyone knew, and it was you know different women all the time, and he was very critical, like. You know, he would attack the way you looked every day. It was never, you were never As thin his daughter, enough. too? Yes, okay. absolutely. As a little girl, you're never thin enough, smart enough. You know, it was all about looks. And and he was very, like, physically fit, very aesthetically good-looking, but not good-looking on the inside. Right. I think he meant, well, I just don't think fatherhood 
He was he was meant Not to be a dad. Not everybody is meant to be a and parent, that, and that's okay. And I and I have. It's unfortunate really... sometimes when they have kids. Glad they did because we got right. you and Bubba. But yeah, well, wah, wah, <laughs> at least one. <laughs> Joking. Everyone knows how much I love my brother, right? Yeah. Obviously, I do. I love him. Like he's he's amazing. But um, you know, with the Doug Clem thing, no ill will. I wish him the best. I am grateful for what you know he contributed. And then Jeff came along. Yeah. So here my mom is. Like Who is night- also known by, by several other Eddie. aliases. So Eight, Eddie yep, and, okay. Eddie. Okay, got it. So Jeff comes along. Now think about at the time. Being a cougar in maybe 1980, 81. Pretty unusual, not, right? Very unusual. Okay. I was little and and Jeff is like 25 at the time. And he's he's an engineer, just moved to where we lived to be an orthopedic engineer. Got a great job out of college. Very, very bright. He would design hips and knees for implants. So, like, if you needed a hip replacement, he was on the design team. Very, very bright. So, he had moved to town, and a friend of a friend knew that mom needed a tutor for Bubba. She was, you know, a single mom trying to make it. And so, oh, I've got to introduce you to Jeff. Totally friends. My mom wanted nothing. He's 11 years younger than my Mm -hmm. mom. So my mom's 36 or 35, and he was 24. Okay. And he's, you know, a couple years out of college, getting his master's, working as a biomedical engineer, starts tutoring Bubba Mm -hmm. in math. Okay. And I mean, I was little, so I don't remember a lot, but obviously I remember this. And I'm like, this guy is so nice. And he would bring us gifts, and he would take us to hockey games. And my mom had just gone through a pretty crazy divorce. Okay. And, you know, Jeff was a kid. Think about it. My stepdad at the time was 24 or 25, and she's 36 Mm -hmm. with two kids. Mm -hmm. And he would just always hang around our house and come over and visit, bring us groceries because he could see that, like, my mom was was struggling. struggling. Okay. And he would just arbitrarily bring groceries over. And it was, and so... At the time, looking back, of course, he he was in love with my mom, mm-hmm. and my mom was very hesitant. She was like, "Oh, we're really good friends." He's so a really it wasn't nice like your mom guy. was the pursuer of this like no, hot young guy, not at all. Who was he helping pursued, out her family? Yes. the reverse. So he was pursuing your mom. I think they both liked each other. I think sure. my mom was struggling with, you know, the small town. It was 1981, yeah, and that was unheard of to be a 36 year old divorcee. And be dating a 25-year-old. Yeah. So I think she kind of had that struggle, but he definitely really liked my mom. He told me that the this, the minute, the first time he ever met my mom, he told his best friend, I'm going to marry her. My stepdad said that. He's like the best, first of all, he's a decoy. He's the most amazing man ever. Uh-huh. Ever. So I was fortunate that he came into our life at a pivotal time, uh-huh. you know, 10, I think, somewhere in there. And so that, once they got together, I didn't really understand the age difference, kind of, until I was a little older. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it was like the talk of the town, you know. Was it really? This guy's marrying this woman who has two. There was a know, lot of criticism. A lot. Okay. My mom, a lot of Amongst criticism. Amongst the town people yes. of Warsaw, Indiana. It was like the big scuttlebutt. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Of Warsaw, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. It was like the talk of the town. My mom was like the Demi Moore in got Ashton it. Kutcher. I got you, yes. And it was I so I think it's kind of in my innately in in my blood mm-hmm. that And your mom's I'm, a pretty spunky like seventy five year old seventy five year old, right. Sometimes people think we're sisters. 
Like if I can age like my mom yeah. and be as cool and hip as my mom, yeah. like I we I could only be so lucky. Uh-huh. And smart and funny. And, and your life mom was like always cool with kind of edgy stuff. Yes. It wasn't that Bubba became Bubba and then she kind of had to adjust I mean, to that. I mean, cool with edgy stuff, meaning like she was the cool mom, but she was very strict. Okay. And was very um con- like we never wanted to disappoint her. Okay. Ever. Yeah. But we had rules. But you know, we could you could talk to her about anything. anything. There wasn't anything off the table where it's like, don't come to mom about X, it's Y, It's come Z. to me first, even if it's uncomfortable. And even if you think you've made a mistake, I'm always going to have your back. But I'm not going to have your back if you lie to me. Got it. All right. And so she was. Ve- we never wanted to disappoint her. She was such a good person mm-hmm. and always like trying to take peop- take care of people and make it on her own. Very strong. Very smart. But, you know, definitely open-minded but not edgy as in you know uh swinging or anything no, crazy but like in like terms that, of like topics like because like, yeah. i've been on the air can, with bubble where he calls janie cakes and asks her about crazy her stuff life. about her sex life and i'm just like yeah. really uncomfortable but she doesn't even seem she, to bat an eye she's i mean at this point she's right, used she's to it used to it after 36 years so of, we were somewhat edgy i mean bubba's always been a comedian he's always been funny yeah um he was always very respectful, but he would always push, you know, and my Boundary. mom's very witty and funny and, yeah, she is. and likes crazy shit. I mean, she does. Yeah. She, so that's definitely, <laughs> you know, when you, she was open to that type of stuff. But as as Bubba has progressed in his career, you know, she gets it. She gets that when he calls and asks her about her sex, she just rolls with it. She does. You know, kind of like. She doesn't lock up. No. She gives she, the people what they want. We she appreciate does, it. And she eats it up. She loves to get pops. She loves to be on the air. She yeah. loves to make jokes. Oh, I know. I like, saw her at the, at the, at the BAR, the BART party. Yes. She I was heard. Uh, blowing the, the train horn and she I mean, was getting into she's it. She's always the <laughs> yeah. life of the party. Yeah. She walks in a room, lights it up. You know, she knows modern day rappers like she's very hip, very cool. And she's always been that way. And so I think, you know, that sort of that in conjunction with seeing how amazing Jeff was and how she fought it for so long. And then she just embraced like go to where the love is. Like we were like, Mom, he likes you. It almost got to the As point kids, where you were telling yes, her that. like we were trying to make it happen, mm-hmm. and and we didn't understand the you know the criticism you know the criticism from the town and you know how taboo it was to be a cougar. Yeah. You know, we're just like this guy's great, Mom. He we think he likes you. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole time she knew. You know, we're trying to be like you know matchmaker kids, right? And we were excited when she kind of opened her mind to it. So I think it that sort of. How long did that take? How long was he in the um, picture before they were public in their romantic relationship? I think they were they were public probably soon after. I think it was just sort of. I, I don't remember the time okay. frame, but they got married. I want to say when I was twelve or thirteen. Okay. So they dated for a couple years, got engaged. Uh, they, yeah, I mean, I don't really remember the time frame, but I think it was just refreshing to see that. You don't have to be intimidated by a man. Uh-huh. You don't have to be scold like Jeff. Let me be me. I could play whatever music I wanted. You know, I was always he would always um, encourage me and always point out the good versus my flaws. Uh-huh. And you know, you can go. I wanted to go to Harvard. He's like, you can go wherever you want. I'll you go to college wherever you want. Just get accepted. Uh-huh. 
clearly I didn't. I went to Purdue, but you know uh, he was not always... bad either. It's not like he went to fucking Devry. Right, right, like right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, Purdue ain't bad. Yeah. So he was always encouraging, and that yeah. was something new for us because mm-hmm. it was always looking through the lens of you know this is what's wrong, not what's right. I and got it you. was really cool to see that. And I think that probably in some psych, you know, if I were to sit down and you dissect it, is probably where. I get, I'm attracted to younger guys. Okay. I mean, there has to be some correlation there uh, with absolutely. my mom. Because she's then, like, a, she's a young 75 year old. Yeah, everyone young, thinks whatever. they're the same right. age. Everyone thinks my parents are the same age. A lot of people think Tarek and I are the same age. And I love this question. Did you guys meet in college? And I'm like, yep. Yep. Absolutely. So back to, uh, I think you mentioned briefly, he he got with you when he said stalking was cool or something. What is so you- people say, how did you meet? And he said, you know, it's a story of when stalking went right. Went right. Okay. We met at a chiropractor's office. Okay. How cheesy is that? Is that cheesy? I think that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I mean. I can't remember the last time I heard like two people meeting in in real life because everybody's meeting online these days. Right. This was, like you said, like 12 years ago. All right. So the the chiropractor's office. Chiropractor's a a friend of mine and a friend. Tark's friends with him, too. Bubba's friends with him, too. Great guy. And everyone thought that I was director. I was single at the time, living at the gym, was obsessed and just, you know, kind of focusing, just doing me and not worrying about. You know, You're if done I should get with, married, with, uh, I was boy. around your age. Yeah, yeah, Done with yeah. pretty boy. Okay. Done. I'd taken a couple years off. I was sowed my wild oats, had a lot of fun. Okay. And it was just sort of like over everything and focusing on my career. Gotcha. And I wasn't like, I have to get married. I have to do this in order to validate myself. I just, it became exhausting trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do and what I'm not supposed to do. Right. So I just wanted to take a break. Chiropractor's like, hey, one of my patients is like obsessed with you. I'm like, listen, no, I don't even And did care. he just see you in the waiting room? Yes. Okay, okay. So he sees me in a waiting room and said, who is that? Mm-hmm. I want, you got to introduce me. And the chiropractor said, oh, hell no. You could never handle her. She's so-and-so's <laughs> sister. She's, you know, she's she's got her crap. No, 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 no. And he's like, what do you mean? You know, I want to meet her. And he's, he's kind of laughing. So he, the chiropractor tells me this and I'm like, I'm not interested. Thanks. Did you even know who he was talking I had about? No what idea. he looked like. And, and and evidently Tark and I had spoken several times, like in the lobby. But you didn't know his name. I didn't know like, it was hey, him. What's up? Yeah. I didn't know this was the guy. What back problem do you have? You know, exactly. like, okay. I, had, I was like in my own world. He gotcha. said that I was nice, but I didn't really give him the time of day. Yeah. And so finally the I'm out on a date with another total jughead, <laughs> gym rap. On a date with him, the chiropractor calls me and said, Hey, my friend and I are, it's Friday night. We're out. Where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm at Blue Martini. I'm embarrassed. And he said, okay, we're coming. I didn't know the friend was Tarek. Uh-huh. So I'm hanging out with this loser, and they roll in. I'm like, oh, hey, Dr. B. You know, we're like brother and sister chit-chat. And he's like, oh, this is my friend. Well, it was really loud in there. And Brian pronounced, the guy that set us up, pronounced Tarek's name as Tarek. Uh-huh. I thought... He said Derek because ah, it was so loud. Right. So right. all night I'm calling him Derek and he's like the, the pesky little brother, you know, like Peter Brady on the episode where he's like on the the double date with with whatever. And he is in the middle, like tapping on the show. He's like tapping my shoulder the whole time. Hi. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm like, God, <laughs> what's up with this dude? Still not knowing that this is the, the guy. guy that wanted to meet you. No clue. Gotcha. So he's all night long trying to talk to me. Well, 
this other dude leaves. So now I'm Jughead leaves. Jughead leaves. Okay. I'm like, oh shit, what am I gonna do? So I'm still like kind of talking to him. Well, we mm-hmm. go to another place. I'm with a friend. We go to another place. He shows up there. Like, what are you doing here? Mm. So I asked him his I'm calling him Derek. And he's laughing. And I said, Well, what's your name? He shows me his driver's license. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm Egyptian. I said, No, you're not. You're not Egyptian. <laughs> he shows me his driver's license and I'm like, Man, you're you must be on the no fly list with a name <laughs> like this. I'm like, What? And so he grabs my phone. This was this shortly after nine eleven or yes. <laughs> No, I, I definitely would have, have run for the hills. <laughs> no, thank for you. sure. Thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Never things. forget. Sorry. Exactly. It was it was a little scary. So he asked me for my number. He's like, we should hang out sometime. I'm like, aren't we doing that now? And he's laughing. But I mean, we're kind of, it's in the spirit of the conversation. Yeah, we're yeah. Okay. You, it's a good banter. Everybody's yeah, having a good yeah, time. Okay, I got yeah. you. I'm not being a, a total oh, bitch. And right. so he asked me for my number and I gave it to him. Not, I mean, I wasn't even still thinking that. It was like a date thing. I thought it was like a friend thing. Yeah. And so he wouldn't let me leave until he called to make sure I didn't give him a fake number. Okay. So, again, I'm thinking, whatever. He said, let's go to sushi on Friday. I'm like, that's in a week, maybe. He goes, I don't like maybe. And then I'm like, who in the hell does this guy? Still not really thinking. I think he's just busting my balls. Yeah, yeah. Because we're joking. Okay. So I leave. Brian calls me the next day. He goes, hey, man, that's that guy. I go, What? He said, that's the guy that's madly in love with you. I go, I've said like five words to this. He said, I'm telling you, he drives by to see if your car is at the doctor's office. And if it's there, he'll stop in for an adjustment. I said, are you joking? He goes, no, but he's a great guy. He's the nicest guy. Terry's so cool. You got to go out with him. So now I'm like, what in the hell have I gotten myself into? Right. So I think like two weeks later, we go for sushi and I was just trying to act dumb, like I thought this was just a friendship thing. I didn't want him to know that I knew he was the one. Yeah. So we're, you know, and of course I do the the classic, hey, to my friends, can you text me at such and such time in case this sucks and I need to get out? Right. So we're doing, you know, we have fun. It was totally cool. We went for sushi. Great time. You trying laughed. to make a move? No. No moves made. Okay. No. All right. Which was cool. Okay. And we just had, had a low really pressure. Good time. Yeah. All right. And so I'm still thinking, okay, cool. This is like a friendship thing. I can do this. See each other. Then he's texting me, hey, I had a great time. When can we hang out again? And so I kind of gave him the Heisman for a while. Okay. And then, you know, when you give somebody the Heisman, what do they want? They just want it more. Right. They fight So for then it. I'm like, wait a minute. What's up with this? You're too young. First of all, I lied about my age. By like ten years, but he believed you. He knew the whole time, and he and so he, he didn't, would he quiz didn't give me. A fuck. He'd be like, "So, what year did you graduate from high school?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'm trying to like do math." And <laughs> but he knew the whole time, like your age and everything. Google, right? Oh, oh, Google. I was about to say, I'm like s- that goddamn chiropractor told him everything. I'm such a rube. Like I'm literally like, yeah, I'm you know, 29. So literally, I lied <laughs> by like ten years. Yeah, sometime in there. So we dated for a couple months kind of dated and I was just like listen you need to see other people you're young he's like what do you mean you're telling me I need to go be with other women I like I want to be with you like how do you know this you are way (laughs) too young okay I'm a lot older than you oh I mean just a few years older than you right because I was lying yeah and I don't even know how do you know I know so I was basically broke up with him I'm like you're too young 
you need to go out, get as much strange as you can, and then in a couple of years, call me. And he's like, well, when are you going to tell me that you're lying about your age? And I'm like, huh? You know, <laughs> when you're totally busted, and then you yeah. asked, what, what did you say? And then I confessed, and I'm like, yeah, that's part of the reason. It's too much pressure. Like, it's cool, but in 20 years, when I'm shitting in a diaper and you're changing my diaper, <laughs> it's not going to be hot dating a cougar. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care. You know, why Why do you keep objecting? We're friends. We have a great time. Why are you doing this? I'm like, well, because you're too young. So we kind of took a break for a little bit. Uh-huh. He still called me every day, like drove by my house every day. And you didn't find this creepy at all? You- I didn't know as much that he was doing drive-bys. Okay, he was doing I don't know how much he was doing drive-bys, mm-hmm. but, you know, I was like, damn, this kid's persistent. Mm-hmm. So I said to my mom, mom, what am I going to do, man? This guy's, I was lying to him about my age and he still wants to be with me. Yeah. He's too young. And she's like, man, you got to stop. Go to where the love is. Like, why? Yeah, you're, you at, you're asking Captain Cougar. So obviously right. she's going to tell you. Captain Coog's yeah. going to be, you know, asking me like, you know. What are you working with down there? You know, <laughs> she wants to go in and make sure I'm getting taken care of. But she's like, listen, you know, you need to stop. You've got to, it's a state of mind. And if you're really feeling it, then, you know, give this guy a chance. Can, can, we, can, we, can we unpack this just for like a, for a hot second? And with- the reason I'm telling, yes, we can. But I'm telling you this because I'm going to give you the same advice in a minute. Okay. But uh, go ahead and unpack. Um, In terms of like the societal pressure where you feel odd or weird dating someone as a woman that's a lot younger than you because I feel like I don't want to even date anyone that's younger than 30. I'm 33 right now. And if I see someone on a dating app that's like 29, 28, to me, it's just like an absolute no-fly zone. It, and maybe why, it shouldn't though? be. Why? Because, I know it was Because for it makes me, me feel weird. Probably the same urges and, and sort of like yes. reservations that yes. you had. Like I they have, can't be it, emotionally intelligent, right? They can't know what they want. Like want, we think that guys, and often they do, want younger chicks. Yes. So why would they be... Right. You know, leveling it, for someone that's older than them when they could get someone that's five years younger than them. But so it's not about age at all. Okay. I mean, I found this out the hard way. I was exactly where you were. And my mom's like, okay, well, I'm about to, um, you know, drop some knowledge. Uh, your dad, which I consider Jeff my dad, your dad and I have been together for, you know, 30 some years. The, we're ma- Our marriage is better than ever. We're best friends. We're madly in love. And age, like, I run circles around him. So, you know, what now? And I'm like, uh, you know, so why, you know, give give something a chance if it feels authentic. I okay. mean, obviously, I'm not trying to force something. Sure. But it was there. And she's like, you know, you got to free your mind. Because I, exactly like you, I'm like, okay. Dating a cougar, and this was when Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore had just gotten married. Okay. When Tarek and I mean they'd been married for a little bit. What was the age? It was like twenty years it, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was right around where we were, a little more, I think, maybe. And so it was, you know, hot. It, the cougar thing was like, you know, Stifler's mom. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, listen, this is hot now, but you know, in twenty years. But I mean, I run circles around him to this day. And for him, it was about connecting you know, like intellectually. And it was about Finding somebody that you wanted to do stuff with forever, not just, you know, the sex, the, okay, so you get wrinkles before I do, or so, you know, there's this or this, that, or right. there's that. It was about really finding, and this sounds so 
Cheese I'm embar- I'm embarrassed for myself. It's okay. You can say was, something cliche. Yeah, I don't want you know soulmate. It was like about you know he basically said when you find the person that you really liked, you always look forward to being around them. Uh-huh. Like you want to be around them all the time, and I don't give a shit what that number is. What that like? Why would you? I'm like because there's so much pressure on women. You know, there's two things. Listen, we have all kinds of issues in society, and obviously. I don't want to get into any of this. This is going to be a fun show. Mm-hmm. But there's two things that to me are, are, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a feminazi. One, as a female, you're not a lot allowed to gain weight or get old. Those are two things mm-hmm. that women fear are, tremendously. Well, and we're so criticized. Think about it. Mm-hmm. If, if and J- critical of ourselves as well. The yeah, right. worst. Yeah, yeah. The, we're the worst on ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, you know, think about it. Anytime Jennifer Aniston, J-Lo, all these women who are in their 50s and who look better than when they were in their 30s, mm-hmm. anybody who ages and doesn't look like them, I mean, and they're even still criticized. So if you get work done, you're damned if you do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get work done, you're damned if you don't. So, you know, as you age, you start going down that road mm-hmm. in addition to, oh, she's gained 20 pounds, you know, what a water buffalo. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. like, they're, those are the two most unforgiving things for us. And again, I really for most, for anybody, but women, I think it's a little no, more it's way magnified. more. It's way more, because, more magnified because men are very visual. So they, you know, I, I have I've never heard Bubba or any of the guys on the show talk about if there's like a hot chick. They go, oh, she looks down to earth. Oh, you know, God, it's I bet like, she, oh, yeah. I like her jug. I, and I she's wanna, so charismatic, and I bet yeah, she has love the titty you know, fuck whatever. Yeah. Obviously, can't say that, it's but always straight for the sexual, jugs. But but that's how the male brain works. So females are very, uh, you know, they're very much aware of that, and that's why we become so right. obsessed with our looks. Because we want to be desirable on the right. mating market. Right. So that's Instead why. Instead of the, just being the best version sure. of you. And that's why makeup is such like a multi billion, trip, whatever, how much trillion dollar industry. Right. Uh, plastic surgery, clothing, anything that makes you appear younger and look better, thinner, whatever. It's always looking for the bigger, better deal. Right, so we right. assume that men are thinking that, which the majority are. Uh-huh. I'm not hating on them. Sure. I get, you know, you like yeah, what you and, like. And, and much like you said, this isn't like a feminazi, we hate men. I studied evolutionary biology. I understand that the male brain is very visual. It's just wired And women are aware of that. That's why we always try to look nice and always. dress up. Which is odd because I look now a lot better for you than I do for any of the guys on the show. And I and I think I it's because I have more respect for and you. And appreciate that. But it's women dress, though, for intelligent women normally dress for other women yeah i, I really, noticed that because i i like put on uh makeup this morning know, and i'm like bringing why? sexy back girl. thank you thank you and See, i don't do this swagger. for the eight guys i work with every morning well, so you i was are like what up is at, that like, probably four in the morning that and, is also you know. true so i was a little bit more well rested but nevertheless i was like that's odd that i dressed up for tara and i don't give a fuck about Damn, anybody, anybody else i work I'm with feeling and i think it's because i have i actually have respect for you so right. i think that's what i think that's what i got dressed up for you i normally even I work with all men. Yeah. And I mean, I do I do love makeup. I used to work for Mac. I was a makeup artist like during college. Really? I loved it. Okay. That was my jam. So I am kind of a, ma- that is, I do enjoy like, that. It's just an interest of yours. I love it. Like okay. painting. Okay. But I love makeup. I know someone else but, who paints. Yeah, really? <laughs> I don't. I know someone else who thinks paintings was stupid, but now they think it's cool. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same person. I don't know, I don't know anybody. But anyway, plus his heart. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. So the pressure that, you know, I just finally, I got, 
I, I just sort of opened my okay. eyes and was like, damn, I'm tired of beating myself up. Like, it's exhausting. It's exhausting of worrying about shit that does not matter. Worrying about about people beating who are not a, who don't affect your life. No, and, and it's crazy because yeah. I would look at a picture of myself when I was in way better. I mean, I used to, I will show you. Yeah, I'm Uncle Rico from um, uh, Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite telling you how cool I used to be. Okay. No, but like I will show you. <laughs> I was a gym rat. I was obsessed, and I would, you know, starve myself and work out twice a day. And you know, it became like I would look at a picture and be like, oh my. God, I look like, oh, I hope no one looks at this and other people are like, oh, my God, you look great. Right. And I'm, and then I look back at those pictures and I'm like, oh, my God, I was 30 pounds thinner and I was beating myself up. Right. And it just got to the point where I found somebody who loved me unconditionally. It's not like I had money. I mean, this has been a long time ago. It's not like I had, you know, I, I was doing okay mm-hmm. at a house, but it's not like I, you know, was progressed in my career. And instead of looking at me and seeing everything that was wrong, he looked at me and saw everything that was right. And I was much like Jeff, much like Jeff. Interesting. They're very similar in a lot of ways. They're both nerds. First of all, always date and marry a nerd. Nerds are the best. Not high school. Not somebody who peaked in high school or even college. Yeah. Nerds, man. Nerd. First of all, I love smart. Oh, because because think about it. This. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Jason Momoa, I would, I mean, that's on my free pass list. Yeah, okay. Like, that's one. Yeah. But by the same time, I mean, Tark's not a troll. He's hot. I think he's. He's a babe. Yeah, he's really hot. You got to be attracted to somebody. Of course. But instead of, like, looking at everything that was wrong with me, I just, I just let it go. I mean, that's not to say I don't wake up every day and am my worst critic, right? I we mean, all are. I, we all and I've been working where, on that a lot to try to unravel a lot of the bad habits I, I you, think I got when I was like an adolescent and got worse when in my 20s. And I feel like maybe my 30s are for me, you know, unpacking things, unraveling things and trying to rewire a lot of the bad mental habits I had. Without a doubt. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a natural progression. And yeah. that's exactly what happened to me. And I finally I'm like, wait a minute. This guy's right in front of me. Why am I fighting it? Because you get he's along not great. You have yeah. good I mean, interest. You're both mentally stimulated a, by each other. He has a sick. sarcastic sense of humor Uh I mean think about he understands my family and gets it and Uh, that must be a big one that must be a big one because a lot of people don't get it they don't appreciate it no or they think that it's you know that everything is as it appears you know perceptions reality so okay so her you know this is what I heard on the show so this is how his sister must be Mm -hmm. you know so that, yeah. Or like, if you embellish something on air, then they think you're really mad, or this is how you really feel about me, and you're like, no, this we're part of the show business. It's just an you know? extra layer of yeah, criticism. Yeah, That's yeah. all it is. And it's, it's probably, I mean, for you, too, because I'm sure, you know, as you're even exploring meeting people, t- you telling them, you know, there's a stigmatism to my brother's name, and then you telling them that you're on the air in and of itself is probably a little, a little intimidating, and then finding out, that you have an association with my brother. So, you know, there's that hurdle, which we we talked about, mm-hmm. but we, you know, it kind of goes without saying. But I just think for you, like, I finally, I just got sick of beating myself up. It it got exhausting. And it's it mentally seemed, taxing. It's mentally, it really is. It yeah. is. And I think for women in general, like, you know, the best beauty advice I ever got was just to empower other people and always see the good in people because it makes you more beautiful 
and confidence, man. A mm-hmm. dude, this is some great advice Bubba gave me years ago when I would go to him crying about, you know, well, the I'm gym interested trainer. in this. I don't think I've ever heard those words strung together. Great advice great that advice, Bubba the Love Bubba. Sponge gave Usually me. Usually that's an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. However, all right, he really let's hear did. it. Let's because, hear it. I mean, off the, first of all, yeah. It, off the air, he's so protective of me, and I'm so grateful he, for that. Uh, he is on on the air as well. He's he, very protective he, of you, and he, it's it, he always has been. And even you know, like when our life our lifestyles did not mesh, like you know, I'm vanilla over here. You know, he would if I was anything other than vanilla, which is funny, he would absolutely kill me. You know, if yeah. I was if I did you know some of the things that he has done, which you know, whatever to each his own. Sure. But he's so uber protective of me. And I would go to him, especially when here back in 1999. It was like Dorothy from Kansas. I came from Indiana to here. And, and you moved here because Bubba was here. Yeah, okay. 100%. I moved here. You probably came here. You're like, this is for a great opportunity. Place. I mean, nice there's weather. not a lot going on in Warsaw, Indiana. Right. Population of maybe 15,000. Really? Chicago's Tiny. like two hours away. You know, so it was. I was limited. So I moved here, obviously, for opportunity. And because of Bubba, I moved in with him. Which, you know, that's a whole other... That'll I mean, be for episode two. We need part two, right? Okay. Because I really want to give you advice. I don't... This My life is really not that exciting, believe it or not. My journey, though, I think could help you. So I, I would say to him, you know, oh, I met this guy. And, you know, first moving here, Bubba's career was on fire. So, you know, you have the guys who were just total groupies and fans and only wanted... I didn't like telling people who I was until I knew if they liked me. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of hard not to with my last name and people. So that was a big challenge. But, you know, I would go to him with my woes and he would just, you know, like, oh, this guy cheated on me with her and she's, you know, hot and blonde and this and that. And he's like, listen, let me tell you something. The cardinal rule you must understand and never forget is, you know, who's the hottest woman you could think of? Well, back in 1999, I think I said Pam Anderson. Okay. And he goes, Pam Anderson, great example somebody is tired of being with her. Mm -hmm. Someone's broken up with her. Someone's cheated on her. She's not all that. You know, you're looking at it wrong. You know, don't compare yourself to that. And, at you know, she's not, you know, immortal. Some, she's had her heart broken. Sure. You know, someone's, you know, tired of... Someone's tired of fucking her, yeah. I've heard that before, right. he said. He's like, so, if you're constantly playing the compare game, you know... That's you're, it's a losing you're gonna, battle. It's a losing battle. Yeah. And I was like, aha. You know, of course, it took me a long Bubba time to with grasp, the wisdom. Right? <laughs> and it took me a while to grasp that. And, and more than anything, it was just like I was pretty much where you were. I might have been a year or two older than you. And I was just tired of beating myself up, of trying to attain something that even once I got there, nothing changed. You know, it was all internal and this sounds cheesy as hell but you gotta like yourself for who you are today mm-hmm. not oh if i could only get 10 pounds off i would you know things would be not better. to hate yourself in the journey only, to get to a better version of get, yourself you know, as my you skin better or if i could only right. grow my hair like this if i could only you know wear this size mm-hmm. it would be xyz you gotta retire that just get rid of it and like who you are today and then just try to be a better version of that every day It sounds so cheesy. Oh, it's so true, though. But it's true. And I think you just, you know, I've always been confident regardless. I've always had confidence because I'm always going to bet on myself. And Mm -hmm. I was always okay with being alone. Like, okay, 
So, because that's that, that's where I am right now. Like my default setting is alone. I'm sure you know people like this. They're constantly in a relationship. Yeah, you know, was, that I, was not me. That that is not me. My default setting is alone. So I'm very comfortable being alone. That's which good. is good and bad. Sometimes you get a little too comfortable, right. and then you maybe don't want to make you concessions and like compromises. The crazy cat lady, I have two and cats. Have, they don't even belong to you me. You have more cats than you have friends. Right, right. I certainly don't want to go in that direction, but I fear like I might be on mm-hmm. that path. But I also don't want to be the person that's a serial monogamous and, and they need somebody. Otherwise, they don't feel complete or whole or yeah, happy. Yeah, but you don't give off that. That's not who you are. No, no. I'm At the all. opposite. But again, like I, my default setting is solo. And I'm almost a little too comfortable being solo. I was like that for okay, a lot. Right. I mean, honestly, I didn't really have a serious relationship until I met the gym rat. And at that point, I was like 29. That was like your first real relationship. That was like my first similar. My first real relationship, relationship was when I was twenty seven, right. and I didn't even like have a kind of boyfriend in high school. Nothing. Wow. Nothing so at all. You went from like zero, zero. To... I mean, like I had flings and like went yeah, on dates. Of course, but my first relationship where it's like we made an agreement Same that we're here, not going to fuck anybody of, else yeah, yeah. was twenty seven. Wow, and that's old as hell. Well, I mean, I, I for I your would... first relationship. I mean, I was probably it was I was probably about the same. Okay, about the same. And so I, you know, my default was alone. Sure. I spent, I think, six six years with this guy just because I felt bad for him. It was and he was stupid. Hot, right? At least. Absolutely. Okay. A physical specimen. Nice. But absolutely nothing more than that. Yeah. Nice person. I, I, I wish him the best. I really do. Like, we had fun together. He was a goofball. That's what, you know, we laughed all the he time. He was a good and person. What, yeah, okay. he was. He, he really was. Just not, you know, very motivated in life. And that's okay. But, you know, I, I wasted too much time with him. And I was angry at myself for wasting so much time with him. And you probably thought those were, like, um, the like your hottest years. And you're like, I wasted them on you when I could have been out there trying to find something better. But I was wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I then I was single for a while and had a really good time and, you know, went out and, yeah. Had a really good time. Yeah, I got you. I see what your eyes are telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just sort of, you know, again, just stop beating myself up. I was just over it. I didn't, you know, I didn't give a shit, like, who thought what of me. I just wanted to be a good person, leave everything better. Like, me meeting you today, wherever I go, I want to leave it better and just enjoy life. And when I started, like, really embracing that and just... And, and again, this sounds corny as hell. It's not some sexy story that, you know, is, is uh, titillating. Mm-hmm. But just really starting to just stop beating myself up. Confidence mm-hmm. is going to win every time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you take the perfect female specimen who ha- doesn't have, you know, who's going to want to have a conversation with that for very long? There's without right. depth, you know, and and also like what what I usually tell myself when you see like the hottest chick ever, just because they want to fuck you doesn't mean they respect you. More and to me, I think respect not. is you know um, invaluable. So it really is, right. and, and I think just being able to to grasp the whole empowering women, like I love to make women feel good about themselves with sincere compliments, right? Mm-hmm. 
Like, I'm not going to go up to somebody who's morbidly obese and say, oh, you have a great figure. That's cruel. <laughs> yeah. That's cruel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I But much really... like you were, you were, like, harping back to do, like, a callback, you're 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 highlighting the, the good parts of themselves, not focusing on the bad. But you're also not into lying to people. No. Right. Like, okay. give them a sincere compliment. I think, you know, my biological father was so critical of everyone every time you would meet somebody, whether you're watching a news anchor, oh, that person's this, and she's, uh, you know. Was it only it, women it, that he attacked, or was it men, too? It was everyone. Okay. More women, but he was an equal opportunity. Okay. And Hater. I think seeing that just made me polar opposite. It made me want to just, you know, bring out the best in people and compliment them and show them and tell them how awesome they are mm -hmm. and bring out, you know, their strengths, make them feel good about themselves. Because that's a powerful thing. You make somebody feel good about themselves, that's very empowering. And I think it creates a bond. Wasn't Maya Angelou, I think she said some shit like people don't remember yeah, they what remember you said, the but they you make how'd you, feel. how'd you make them that's feel? True. Yeah. Right? Well, there you go. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And it just, and, and for me, it was a coping mechanism too of, just getting sick of all the criticism growing up. Trying to correct the wrongs of, like, you have your and just, biological father. And, and beating myself up all the time. Yeah. And then, you know, letting all of that go and realizing how cruel and critical the world is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I learned that through social media. I think I talked started about that. You, you get on the show, and I was mortified what people would say about me you know, in Twitter, I'm Bubba with a wig. I'm, I'm, you know, no talentless hack who walked into this, you know, co-host coveted position, which one, I've done voiceover work for over 25 years. But again, I know that's not live radio. Bubba, this was Bubba's idea. Like, I want you on the air. I want to try it. You get it. Not a lot of females get it. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people can hang. And so walking in and just getting attacked for the way I look, for everything I said, for, you know, it was exhausting. It, it was exhausting. And then, you know, like I feel, I feel shitty enough about myself. Okay. Yeah, I, don't I look in your... the mirror, right? I, I have eyes <laughs> yeah. and I'm not trying to be America's next top model either, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like yeah. just let me yeah. be me. And I'm just trying to have fun. Did, did people ever say something that you didn't even realize you were insecure about until they said it. And you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize my ears are big. Fuck. I mean, the list, I mean, I don't have a, I don't have <laughs> yeah. enough time Absolutely yeah. on, on the reg. I didn't even notice that was bad about me. On, Thanks for letting me know. On the reg, on yeah. a regular basis, it was a constant teardown of yeah. just, and there are some great people that I'm really grateful for, like Scout and Big Gulp. Oh, you know, awesome. there's some yeah. great, you know, the, the, the good are the best, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's people that, would say that shit, but if they saw you, they'd be nice to your face. Yeah. You know? So you go, and I would call Bubba and I'd be like, I can't listen, man. I just got married. Like they, they would say, you know, make up rumors. I'm one time Bubba, we had magic. Mike was really popular okay. when I was on the air and we had some magic Mike dudes and it was bless their hearts. But you know, it was, it, I was more embarrassed for them. Sure. It was like, it was kind of it's like degrading. <laughs> we were, it was kind of like we had listeners come in at one and we all sat back and it was kind of like um, almost like a parody. But the guys didn't really, you know, it was it was hilarious. Uh -huh. You know, oh, she's sleeping with that. You know, there was all this. It was just thought it was just negativity that uh -huh. I didn't need. And it really was overwhelming. And my brother's like, you can't read that yet. Yeah, he wasn't taking his own advice. Uh -huh. But as a female. It's, you know, and I would roll with it and be like, sure. whatever, dude. And then like, go I and don't cry. know you. Yeah. yeah. For a while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. 
I don't know these people. What they think of me is not my business. Sure. I don't care. Yeah. I'm just there to have a good time, be a good person. Do my job. Do my job, bust balls, get up on a Bubba Palooza, do a little <laughs> stand-up, you know, warm up the crowd, make fun of my brother, have some funny banter, and leave. I'm not trying to be America's Next Top Model. I'm not trying to be Janessa. I'm not trying to be anybody other than me. Mm-hmm. And And once I started just, you know, doing that and living it, you just, you, you know, people come into your life but you got to be open to it. Mm-hmm. And so finally, you know, as I digress, like the whole Tariq thing, I was finally like, well, shit, why, what do you want? The pain of change or the pain of regret? I'd rather have the pain of change mm-hmm. of knowing like, okay, I'll explore this. It didn't work this out. This is a really good I guy. Know. Like, how can I discriminate against his age when he's not discriminating against mine? Ooh, that's a good like, one. Like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I, I'm being a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, Let stop beating myself up and okay. just... It was right in front of me, and we were friends, and we built it on friendship, which I think is why it's lasted so long. It, I mean, I think for him, of course, it was lust. I'm totally just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But, you know, it was like, hey, man, we really like each other. This is cool. And, and it was right in front of me. So my advice to yeah, you I, is, I, I take one, some notes now. boo-boo, confidence. Yeah. You take First of all, you're a smoke show. You're beautiful. Oh, thanks. But you take, you know, one of these, you know, I love this term, Instagram models. I'm, I'm trying. I'll jump off the skyway if I have to say that again. That's embarrassing. You t- An influencer you t- yeah. oh, as a career. I asked this girl, we were at a cookout, and I asked her, this was pre-COVID. She was like a friend's kid, 16, gorgeous. So you're going to college. What do you want to do? Very bright girl. I want to be an Instagram model, a social influencer. And I go, and I want to win the lottery. I said something like <laughs> smart. And she was like, like the fact that that's what people aspire to anyway. Yeah. Hey, I don't judge. That might be where the Again, money's like, out, I'm not trying to, honestly, yeah. they're probably the ones that have it yeah. actually figured out. I know it's fucked up. But, you know, you take somebody like that and you, and, and you start trying to compare yourself. Like you're not, you're not trying to be that. Sure. But I guarantee side by side, you go out. With the two of you, you and let's just say, who's the hottest chick on social media right now? Oh, on social media. Or in, uh, in, in pop culture. Who's, who's like the it girl? Who's an it girl right uh, now? Let's say like Selena Gomez. So, okay. Especially after Bieber got married. But like take Selena, right? Okay. Sweet girl, I'm sure. But somebody who is of substance who's a good person, who gets your humor, mm-hmm. right, who's confident and successful, is going to think Selena's fun for a while. But your confidence and intelligence, it's going to, girl, you're going to smoke her. And I hate to use, I hate to, like, say anything bad about Selena because she's beautiful and I don't want to degrade women. Right. But my point is, like, you're confident and you're smart. You're cynical. You're funny. You can roll with I need the dudes. To do my pocket whenever I have a moment. No, where but I'm you like, gotta. I'm this is enough. the shit you gotta tell yeah. yourself. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, yeah, you're an anomaly. That's there's not a lot of women who like us are wired like dudes, but who are sensitive and who can make fun of ourselves. Sure, and and also be kind to other women and not tear other women down, and be confident and have a good time. That's sexier than. Any hot piece of ass, long term. 
for an intelligent man, mm -hmm. for somebody that you're going to be attracted to. Sure, sure. So you have, boo, you got the weapon. <laughs> you just have to use it. Right. You got to have swagger and confidence. Yeah. In that, and I am listen. And even though, like, I make a lot of jokes about myself, and I talk about I, do too. I hate I myself love and stuff like that. Myself. It's I, I do. At the end of the day, like, I'm I, I'm confident. I know who I am. All that sort of shit. I think right now is it's just it's an issue of just like luck and chance, sort of. Well, right now sucks because of COVID. You know, I mean, I have been using that excuse, but like, if we're being real, especially like in Florida, everything's fucking wide open. Yeah, no but, one is really scared to go out. Yeah, but 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 also but you still have to wear. It. So if you go to a restaurant, it's got to be weird. You can't just go hang out. Correct. There it, are certain mandates. Sure. So it must be weird meeting somebody for the first time, walking in with a mask. And then, I mean, of course you're going to take it off, but I mean, just having that extra layer. Absolutely. And and I mean, like in terms of like dating apps, people seem to be willing to go out. But much like you said, if you want to meet someone organically, like you're just out and about, if you're wearing a mask, that's pretty much like a sign saying, don't talk to me. I'm scared of your germs. Right. So, and I understand people also want to be respectful of other people's space and how do they feel about the virus? Who even knows? So like, you're right in that aspect. But, um, yeah, I feel like now is just, I don't know, harder than ever. And I've been on these fucking apps for, I, like, I, eight years. I feel for you because yeah. I don't think I could have done that. So I'm, I'm a well, bit hypocritical. Well, I feel like you don't even have, like, a choice at this point because that's how that's where the, that's that's where the, the market is. You have to go to where, you know, you want to connect with Unless people. Unless you're set up, right? And no one really wants to be set up because it's weird, even though I'm And I don't was. trust people's taste. And I don't trust. And plus, like, it's you don't really want to put yourself in that position. But I will say, open your mind to if somebody wants to introduce you to someone, at least like as, you know. Of course. Hey, and I man, have. I, can I see a Yes. Sure. Can I see a like, photo? As long or... as you don't have any pressures of this being a date, mm -hmm. I'd like to hang out. That's also a good way. Sure. Because, you know, you meet people through people. Absolutely. But, but dating, I mean, right now, I, I feel for you. The challenge of the social distancing, the, mm -hmm. challenges, the challenges of COVID. But I think just your mentality, even more so than, you know, digging into apps and dudes and, you know, who's out there and what out, what's out there is just knowing that you've got the weapon and being good with who you are today mm -hmm. and just, you know, tomorrow be a better version of that. Mm -hmm. Once you really start living that and having that swagger and confidence. Right. Yeah, and I and I also I try to look at other people and their mistakes. Like I've I've used my parents as a model and you know, their marriage and divorce and everything like that and what I want for myself, what's important in a relationship. I've seen a lot of relationships around me fail and I take notes on those so that I don't make that same mistake. That's good. I um, did too. But what I think is especially what's plaguing a lot of women around my age and their thirties is that they're very bitter and they're jaded mm -hmm. and they think that the world is against them and even if they are right even if things aren't going well and they're bitter that's not attractive and nobody wants to be around exactly that. i wake up every day when i hit these apps and check my phone for whatever i pretend like it's my first day dating of course and i'm like hey course. you're probably gonna fake but i'm gonna bring all this positive right, energy right. in the event that you fucking don't right so i really try to keep that in mind that when I feel like I'm getting bogged down or I'm being negative about it, I go, this isn't attractive. Right. I don't want to be around someone who's negative and bitter and who writes stuff in their profile like, don't be like my ex who, or, you know, what right. they bring bitter, up stuff from the past. Bitter party I don't be of around one. That. Right. Who now wants paging, to be around that? Bitter so, party of one. I'm all about faking it till you make but it. But the fact that you recognize that yes. is huge. Yes. 
But now you have to start living it. So why be bitter? Why, to me, time is non-refundable. So why waste your time being bitter over some jackleg from the past or some, you know, loser or whatever, even in the present? Like, don't don't allow them to have any space in your head because that's power, too. And it's also a self-fulfilling prophecy if you think that— they're going to fuck you over or, then, you know, they're they're bad people. Then you'll only find the bad in people. Like attracts like. like. Yep. So it really is self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. And the body follows the mind. So if you start becoming negative, then your body will start. You'll start having health issues. 100%. You know, so it's like the way you respond determines everything. Yeah. The direction I, in which it's going to go. So if some loser or some asshole reaches out to you or you think about, you know, who's that dude? You, you've had a couple of boyfriends, right? I've had, had two couple, in my life. Okay. But it, some flings, but right, two boyfriends. Right, yeah. but, but two boyfriends. So if you start thinking about, I don't want what to happen with whatever his name is, yeah. then you start going there. Like, let it go. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Right. Like, they don't deserve it. Yeah. Don't let that take up any of your time because you'll never get it back. So no. You just have to no, always, and it doesn't. Like, and, and I certainly don't want to bond with someone because we're both bitter and unhappy. Like right. that's not a, that's not a team and or that a, a club I want to be a part of. So I pretend every day, like this is the first day and everything's cool. What are you right. up to, man? Right. Even right. though in my mind, like, yeah, I've been through the ringer. I've been on these apps for Jesus, almost a decade. Right. It's pretty wild. But I, I just, I see other women my age and I, and, and the way how bitter they are on social media and they, they take screenshots of converse, private conversations, really inappropriate stuff that I don't, I'm not attracted to that. I don't want to be with anybody that's like that, friend or otherwise. Right. So I try so to keep that in mind. What type, what type of life must they have in order to take the time to do that? Not like a very who, fulfilling one. Uh, yeah. Like who in the hell, or even like to post about how great your day was. And I, and this is what I, I don't need to see pictures. Like, kind of like that I progressive don't want to see commercial. Salad, thanks. Like don't be your parents. I don't need to know. You know, it's almost like, I don't need to know how great your day is. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know how great your salad was. I don't need (laughs) to know. Like, if you, if, to me, if you're busy trying to convince everyone how amazing your life is, then your life probably isn't so amazing. I would rather be out doing it than showing it. Right. Like, that's why when we travel a lot, I never am posting like, oh, here's this. That to me is, uh, that's a never It's like you're trying to almost convince yourself. It's in, more than other people. It it, doesn't, and I don't listen. If people, if, if that fulfills them, I'm all about it. I'm not being critical, but for me. But I, typically those people aren't very happy because there's it, it, weirdly in, in social media, there's a currency in other people's envy. Like, I want you to think I have this perfect life and I'm going to present it like this. I can't tell you how many times I'll be like, oh, wow, Hawaii looked amazing. That, that looks great. You know, how's uh, Darren doing? It's like, and, and then you'll be depressed. like, I fucking hate him. I can't stand him. Yes. We're on the brink of divorce. But, you know, I, I just want to make everybody think every. And you're I want like everybody thinking, to think everything's okay. Oh, my okay. God, I saw the post, and they were, like, canoeing down a river and was madly and, in love. Yeah. And wait a minute. It's he's disgusting. cheating on Yeah, it's – and I can't – I can't – I can't subscribe to that. That's mm-hmm. not who I am. I would rather just live my life. And plus, I mean, why do you think suicide and depression is up? A lot of studies show it's based on social media. Pressure. I mean, it re- there's a correlation, and it's crazy. Ever since, uh, like, I think smartphones or, or people started getting the internet on their phones, that's when, especially, I, I want to say, with girls ages like 13 to 18, 
suicide skyrocketed. With, and there, you cannot tell me there's these young girls who are so insecure and trying mm-hmm. to figure out who they are, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, everybody having a bigger, better deal. Yeah. I mean, it's a chase you're never going to, you know, you're never going to finish mm-hmm. across the finish line. And, it, and, it's, and it's a fake reality, which is even worse. It's not even like these people's lives are amazing. It's that they're not. And you're chasing a reality that's not that's even a reality. Fake. That's fake. It's fake. Yeah. It's fake news. It's ex- again, exhausting. So it's mm-hmm. like for you, man, you been like you have the <laughs> intelligence. You, you're quick witted. You're confident. You're you're beautiful. Like. Dude, Thank you so much for being slay, honest. Slay, man. Go out and slay. For real. I'm trying. And have a good time. And I'm striking out, Tara. I don't and know don't what to tell you. I went on, shit. I went on one date last year, and it was a fucking nightmare. Was it like the serial killer guy or something? No, no. That was my roommate where I was Which, almost th- murdered. We need to do a, bo- a podcast on, like, you can't make this shit up. Yes. Like, we're on talking real about stories. That. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that in and of itself. I know. Life, I mean, life is stranger than fiction. Mm-hmm. It certainly is. So it's not it's not serial. It's not Ted Bundy. No, it's not Ted Bundy. And I didn't I didn't date Ted Bundy, but I I basically lived with him because he was my roommate's boyfriend uh, this time last year. And then they broke up and the next girl he murdered and then killed himself. I can't. Even Isn't that wild? That is Isn't that honestly, that's wild? I mean, you might want to. I mean, screw this whole podcast. You might want to just go directly to counseling. Yeah. I mean, what the hell do I know after yeah. hearing that? Yeah, and it was weird because it was a, it's a terrifying story, obviously, but I always say every time something crazy happens, if you're not laughing, you're crying. Like, it's 100%. a fucking horrendous story, so I got to make a joke out of it, you Really, and now it's my favorite party story. Healing through humor. Yes. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. So you've been on one date. I went on one date. It, it wasn't a murderer. He was, I'm not, I don't. Smoke cigarettes. I don't like anything about smoking cigarettes. Me either. And that was just pretty much a deal breaker. Yeah, I he, would run. He faked a phone call to smoke a cigarette. He literally, with a blank screen on his phone, was like, oh. Suddenly was like, didn't oh, even do the, out. you know, one minute I have to take a phone call. Walks out of the bar. Is outside. There's a window. Burning a heater. like. Straight. And I had mentioned earlier I hate cigarettes. So he pretended. And then he came back in and asked for a piece of gum. And I'm like, did you... Called so him he out. was a genius. Did you just pretend to take a, like, I laughed. I was like, did you just pretend to take a phone call so you could smoke a cigarette? And he was just like, huh. I go, I think we're done here. So is it Beavis <laughs> or Butthead? Yeah, I mean, both. That's hot. Yeah, yeah. So I never saw him again, which is fine. But that was the only date I had the entire year last year. Well, I mean, I get it now. You should have yeah. led with that. <laughs> yeah. You should have led with that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, now's a screwed up time. It is, and but I it is, but I also don't want to use that as an excuse to you know not try or no, get out there and be like it's too not. hard. It's just I keep barreling forward, which is weird because I have I'm not a person of faith. I have no faith in my life. I don't go to church or synagogue or anything like that. But weirdly, I have just uh, I don't even know what to call it other than faith that shit's gonna work out. That's good though. Which you is, need it's, that. It's, it's, it's a strange optimism, but I I tell myself this because I'm like. How else are you going to live your life? Just be pessimistic and upset. I might as well be happy and joyful and hope the of the hope the best. Look at other this. than see. I'm this learning. Is groundbreaking. I'm learning. Right. Other than being upset this and miserable, based on all the evidence that I have presented before me. But I'm just like fuck it. Remember self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So instead of being miserable. You continue to do that, you're going to attract that. Yeah. Like Mr. You know, Sig Smoker. Yeah. But if you 
it's great that you have faith from what wherever it came from. It, it that is a bizarre optimism. That, That's and it, great. And I do it's get a lot of I do get a lot huge. of heat on the show for being cynical or being negative. I just think I'm realistic. Right, right. But they say I'm cynical. They say I'm negative. But in, in this regard, in terms of like how my life's going to work out, I go listen. And and comparison is good sometimes. I go listen. I don't live in Syria. Right. I don't. I don't live. I'm not in when China. When you're counting your when you're when you're counting showing, your like, always show gratitude. Sure. That's, so that's, I go listen. You're not in fucking Uganda. Right. Like, like you live in America, right? Shit's not great all the time, but it's a lot better than right. it is in most places in the world. And I keep that in mind. You know, I have you two have legs; to. they work. This is great. I'm proud of yeah, you. Yes. So I always keep that in mind whenever I start feeling sorry for myself. Or I'm like, you know, why can't gratitude work out? journals? I go, man, oh they my help. god, sounds well, I'm corny. Doing great. Yeah, my, I, I got an echocardiogram. Everything's good. Right. So, so okay, check that off the yeah. list. I'm I, I mean, you know, my mom told me I might have a heart made out of cheese, but I I got that's, it checked, and it great. seems like it's good. Everything's okay. okay. So pass the test. Yeah. So, See, I, I'm, so I'm grateful are for what I have. Right. Exactly. And. Another corny thing that I do every day is I meditate. That's not corny. No. But I do, um, I have a gratitude journal. So every night, even if it's like the worst day and everything went wrong mm-hmm. and, you know, a, a friend, I've lately, last couple of years, I've had friends pass away, which is weird. You know, even in the worst days, I I managed to find some five there. things that like even waking up, you know, Getting out of bed, you know, drive. I have a roof over my head. Uh-huh. Even like during the the weirdest times. You have a job when everybody is losing right, theirs. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like I should be, I can't bitch that I work all the time because I should be, so I was just having that conversation with, with Blitz. Mm-hmm. I should be so grateful that I have the opportunity. So I do, It's 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 been hard, but it's been years of just retraining my mm-hmm. brain and and seeing what my brother went through too, you know, losing you know, the peak of his career and losing everything. Was the peak shortly followed by the, like, the great, you know, the great fall or? I would say it took a while. Okay. It did. Um, you know, death by a thousand cuts, I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, seeing somebody, you know, who I love, you know, he's the closest thing I have, that to the rise and, and fall and all of the, you know, a lot of it due to him, but a lot of it not. And the people, you know, to see the pain that that caused him, just, it killed me. Because, you know, we may not agree on lifestyle or choices, but I love him unconditionally. Sure. And I would take a bullet for him. Mm-hmm. And to see somebody, even when they've made mistakes in so much pain that I love, it just, it killed me. Mm-hmm. It was so hard. And I never want to see that again. And I want to do everything in my power to make that never happen and be there for him. So, you know, just seeing how important gratitude is for the small things. And he even, you know, I've had this conversation with him when he was living in a, you know, an RV. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you got to look at, you know, and he'd make fun. You know, you're being stupid and you're, you know, corny, you know, positivity. Yeah. And then it was like, he's like, man, you're right. You know, yeah. the even the simple things like I. Living in, yeah, I miss living in the mansion and I miss this and who doesn't, but I'm happier now. He does mention that a lot. And and seeing his journey has also helped me as I've over the years sort of tried to, you know, really change my way of thinking. And my mom's a very positive person too, but negativity is, is not a choice for me and I will not be around anybody. Now, of course, we bust balls and we've, you're human. You need to vent, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, but I have zero tolerance for like 
a negative person. Mm-hmm. Now somebody, you know, and I'm not saying people have good days and bad days. I'm that that's not what I'm talking about. Or not okay, helping someone that's going through a hard time. And just somebody who's constantly critical and negative and like it, it's exhausting and, and it's a turnoff. And it's and, unpleasant and, to be around. And it is. And so with, with guys, like, you know, you go on a date with a guy and you just sit and bitch about your ex or you bitch about, you know, whatever it is in your life. No man or woman or whatever you identify as, that's not attractive. Yeah. You know, and, and so the more positive you become mm-hmm. and the more confident you become, the more attractive you become. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would always say I might be, you know, a Walmart seven. But, you know, I could put a 10 next to me and, you know, after two hours, they're going to want to hang out with me. And it's not a contest. But, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to believe that uh-huh. and just have fun no matter, even like the hottest guy in the world. It's the craziest thing. Well, it's really, first of all, it's the young dudes. I don't know if I give off like this Mrs. Robinson aura. Five, okay. But I'll be at Publix and like the the bag boy will be like, hey, like I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Like everywhere I go, uh-huh. it's. Cr- I mean, I'm not listen. I'm not trying to say I'm hot and everyone hits on me. Not at all. I'm trying to say when There's in those situations, vibe. even if they just want to chat, it's like, damn, I'm old enough to be your mom. Yeah, you know, I was buying. This is the ultimate compliment. I was at Publix, and there was this young kid behind the counter, uh, cashier. And I bought a bottle of wine and he asked for my ID oh, and I start yeah. laughing. I go, oh, honey, whatever you want for Christmas, it's yours. And he's <laughs> like, you know, so like, what? <laughs> and I said, when I show this to you and he's like, are you upset? Most people get mad. I go, oh, my God, I'm the opposite. He's like not getting it. Right. Yeah. He looks at my ID and he goes, Oh my God. It was almost like on the loudspeaker. He goes, Oh my God. I didn't know you were that old. I thought you were way younger. And I'm like, I oh, literally yeah. looked at him. I go, Really? And that's supposed to make me feel good. And we both just busted yeah, out laughing. Yeah. Like it was funny. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe. So you said, you know, the minute you look at someone's profile and you see 27, you're like, Eh. Give it a Maybe second look. Maybe free your mind a little bit. Okay. And again, going out with them, you're not marrying them. Uh-huh. You know, just you got to start saying yes no. Okay, I like or that. Or at least opening yourself up mm-hmm. to situations or people that you never, you, you think I thought I was going to marry an Egyptian 16 years younger than me? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I thought I was going to marry a doctor and, you know, I had it all figured out until I didn't. Sure. And then you just got to. I like that. Open let, open up your mind, free your mind. Free your mind and go to where the love is. Um all right. I, it, I, I feel like we should we should end it there cuz we've done I think about a, an hour and 15 minutes which yeah, is awesome. Yeah, which is way too long. And, and should probably then, cut out but about but we got to do a, shit, we'll do an episode 2 then. Yeah, we need episode 2 and all right, then we done need deal. and then we need you can't make this shit up. Okay. A podcast true life stories. I like that. Done deal. Tara, thank you so much. Boo, next time I talk to you, you're going to have like slayed, gone out on like five dates, and it's going to be a different world. I promise you. All right. (laughs) Bye, guys.